0: Well, hello, and welcome to Failing Up. This is Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up, recording from the basement studio located along the shores of the mighty Seneca River, flowing into the Oswego River, all the way up to Lake Ontario, the Great Lake of Ontario. If you make a right, you're getting on to the St. Lawrence Seaway. Go past one thousand islands, one thousand incredible islands with mansions and great forests, and some of them are teeny little islands the huge ships and recreational boats and once the season kicks off in about a month and you'll keep going on the St. Lawrence right up until the tip to you hit the Atlantic Ocean then you go all the way around the world just like my voice is right now Of course if you make a left on Lake Ontario you're gonna head right over to Buffalo make a little right go north up into Toronto that beautiful city of Toronto the second city was kicked off in Toronto in 1971 coming from Chicago to Toronto nice satellite. Toronto, John Kenny, John Dan Aykroyd, Gilda Radner, all came out to Toronto. Bill Murray did some performing up in Toronto. Oh, excuse me, hitting thing. I'm hitting all kinds of stuff here. And uh, then you make a, you go south. You go over Niagara Falls in a barrel, and over the falls and into Lake Erie, and over to those other Great Lakes. And I just want, oh my gosh, isn't you know, wasn't that musical introduction just wonderful? That was Jungle Jim, Jungle Jim, our musical director. With the magical fingers on his synthesizer, you know, producing music that just can't be made by any other human being except someone with the credentials and the talent and the skills and the discipline of a jungle Jim sitting over there behind his synthesizer with his pine glass waiting for me to throw a buck in there for him on this wonderful, wonderful spring day recording filling up. Thank you, Jungle Jim. Keep your eyes open. Keep, keep, keep on. Keep on. All right. All right. My goodness gracious. Oh, spring is in the air. Spring is in the air. <clears throat> also in the air up here in upstate New York is, a while ago, they, they officially legalized cannabis. You know, formerly uh, known as marijuana, formerly known as pot. So I guess when you legalize something, it has to have a little bit more official term. It can't just be pot. It can't you know? Way back in the day, it was called Mary Jane. Um, but I guess once you legalize something, you want it to be, you know, more of official sounding. So it's called cannabis, cannabis, which is pot. So back in the sixties and the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and all the two thousands when everybody was, you know, going to concerts and smoking pot and sneaking pot and buying smart and all that kind of stuff. Um, now it's called cannabis and it's legal. It's perfectly legal. You can get your cannabis and it's legal. Uh, no problems about that. And um, it's 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 going to open up. It's going to open up marketing like you can't believe. It's going to just open up marketing opportunities, and other questions are going to revolve around revolve around it as well. But the marketing opportunities, because because one of the now I don't know I don't I don't partake I don't partake in drugs or alcohol only because of my personality. It would be a wise thing to do, but one of the side effects I understand of cannabis pot is you know you tend to get the munchies. And so, if it is now legal, and I was marketing something like Doritos or Lay's potato chips, I would be thinking about a marketing campaign linking that up into cannabis. And I would probably form canna chips. I mean, canna chips, because I think I think when you think of munchy food, there's only certain kinds of food that might go into the munchy category. I don't know if like a sandwich or ice cream or pie or cake. I don't I don't know if that's munchy food. It's that got the munchies. I got the munchies. Well, if you got the munchies, I think you're going for like chips. I mean, Fritos can get in on it. Some Cheetos, Fritos, Cheetos, uh, Beetles, um, chips, and things like that. Maybe cookies can get in there. You know, throw some uh, nice chocolate chip cookies in there. Cannabis cookies. Just think of all the opportunities you have. Cannabis cookies and and the Dorito cannabis flavor. When you're really out there and you're experiencing your cannabis this evening. Don't forget to have that bag of Doritos right inside. Come to Doritos, the only chip that's great when you are wonderful. Yeah, cannabis and Doritos. And then you could have the can of chips, special chips that are just the best, the best chips to have when you're stoned. That raises another point. Can you call it stoned now that it's legal? Are people stoned? You know, now that you're driving around in New Upper substate New York, I'm the worst legal right now. you know, because back in the day you smoked some pot and you got stoned. <clears throat> okay, or there was a stoner, but now you're not a stoner. And how much how do you how do you measure? How do you measure how stoned an individual is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, when it comes to drinking, you, could, you get a breathalyzer and you, you're certain, your, blood ho- you know, your blood alcohol is at a certain percentage based on the body weight, time, and consumption. But with cannabis, a.k.a. pot, I mean, is it one joint? Is it a joint that's, you know, is it a Jamaican joint? Or is it like a regular, you know, skinny joint? How do you determine what is the safe amount of cannabis to intake in one session, in one sitting, in a party? I mean, if you're out in a social setting and it's legal, some people could have glasses of wine. Some people could have beer. Some people could have a Diet Coke or, or water. And some people could be smoking a joint or eating a joint. Do you eat it or do you, can you smoke the legal version? Because then that raises a whole another question, too. Because you can't, um, you, know, you can't smoke a cigarette or a cigar in, you know, in restricted areas. There's no smoking. You can't smoke in restaurants. You can't smoke on airplanes. You can't smoke on buses. You can't smoke inter- inside. There has to be a designated smoking area. So I just don't know enough about the cannabis that's legal. Can you smoke it, or do you take it like a like a like a pill? I don't know. So the consumption mechanism. I mean, I don't know. Can you smoke it? Well, if it's legal, why couldn't you smoke it? But then again, that raises the whole the whole question around um, uh, smoking areas. You know. So I think it was pretty well thought through thought through thought through because mainly. You know, you're looking at economics. You're looking at a no-brainer. I mean, regardless of what your what your thoughts are on a lot of things, I mean, um, legalizing pot was kind of a no-brainer, and or cannabis, as we say it right now. I mean, it's got to it's going to turn into it has to already be a multi-billion-year industry, and um, it was you know just it's just a matter of time. I don't know why it took so much time. But then that raises another question in my mind as well. I'm full of questions today. The other question is, now, with beer, and even with wine for that matter, wine goes back way back, people always make homemade wine. And, you know, uh, the breweries, the homemade brew kits, they're really popular. You know, people get their special bottles, and they make oat, raisin, honey, beer, all these weird flavors of beer, and they bottle them up, and they give them to people at the holidays or birthdays or whatever. And it's really kind of a... A big hobby type of thing. You know, you build airplanes, model airplanes, and you fly them, or you're a home brewer. It's a big thing. So, does that mean that it's okay to grow it at home? I mean, can you be a, you know, can you experiment and, and produce different um, brands of cannabis, aka pot, when you're home? And is that legal? And why wouldn't it be? Because if you can brew beer at home and it's not considered a still, why can't you? Um, so, I guess I guess what they could do is they could sell home. You know, they could sell home, like you have home brew kits people buy. People buy these home brew kits to make their beer at home. And you could get home pot kits. You know, maybe there would be the proper seeds and the proper lamps and all the things that it takes to properly uh, germinate uh, a cannabis, which I would consider a marijuana plant at home. And then after that is done... um, Maybe you can give it to guests, you know, however, it's legally ingested. That's the other thing. I don't know how it is legally ingested. Is it ingested? Is it smoked? Is it, I don't know. You know, people used to put it in brownies. That was a big pop. Brownies was popular. You, even to this day when you say, oh, how about a brownie? Go, oh, <laughs> what kind of brownie? Here's the bit. Hey, how about a brownie? <laughs> kind oh, of, what kind of brownie is that? <laughs> well, try a cannabis chip and you'll find out, buddy boy. So that's big. Now, that just opened my eyes to a whole ton of questions around this. questions and opportunities, not, not questions, but questions and opportunities, Opp- opportunities to take a look at, uh, the potential of marketing. You know, if I was Doritos, if I was Lay's potato chips, if I was Fritos, if I was, you know, Fritos and Cheetos, all that stuff, I'd be all over this. I would be, man, I would be having my cannabis chips out right now. You know, you know, get a pot of cannabis chips, you know, just, just like with beer, just like with all that stuff, you know. You see beer commercials, beer and pretzels, beer and peanuts, beer and hot dogs, you know. And it's a huge, the rippling effect. And the other industries it can improve are, it's endless. It's endless. My God, it's, 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 it's unbelievable, the possibilities here. That can, can, can occur with uh, this great revelation of, of the... Um, you know, of cannabis. Uh, anyway, so uh, I think there's enough on that, um, but that's really um, uh, got me thinking. You know, and the, the the reason I got thinking about this not because I you know I don't really great it's legal I don't really care, uh, but it's because I heard a radio commercial I heard a radio spot uh, yesterday in the car, and it's the first radio spot I heard for, you know, purchasing cannabis in upstate New York. But it was, you know, was the spot like saying, you know, if you want facts and if you want to know about how to safely do this and do that, you know, how to safely um, uh, consume and and, and all these things with it, you know, dial, you know, go to blah, blah, blah blah.gov. And I'm thinking, my God, people need directions how to get high. And the government now, New York State government is going to help you to make sure that you get high properly. They're going to ensure that you get high properly. The same government that suppressed the legalization of marijuana pot slash cannabis uh, is now opening up hotlines so you can understand how do you properly get high. You know, that I would love to hear, I would love to see that class. Maybe that class would answer all the questions that I don't have answers to. But, um, you know, that, that would be really something to, to witness, you know, how do you, how do you properly get, get stoned? Did did you call it stoned? Jim, can you, I don't know if you can, I don't know. Is it a ban? No, is it banned? Will it be banned in a, I don't know, like, so if you're applying for a job in New York state and you have cannabis in your urine, not literally, but residue. I mean, I guess you would. Um, How's that work? I I don't know how that works. Yeah. I I don't know. Don't know. All these, you know, I got all these questions. It's really, it just kind of opened up a lot of uh, possibilities here. You know, uh, all this entrepreneurship. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs now. Great entrepreneurs. Speaking of entrepreneurs, uh, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter and they make it sound like it's this big news story that Elon Musk has, you know, so what? Who really cares if Elon Musk purchased Twitter? I'm still trying to find, I mean, I understand Lee, um, Elon Musk is a bazillionaire. He's a bazillionaire. And, you know, he's the inventor of Tesla. And he has a spaceship that's shaped like a penis that he's able to shoot up into space and, and, and have, you know, celebrities go up on it. And they're in space for like four four minutes and they come back down to Earth and all that cool stuff. And he's shot stuff up to the space station. I get all that, but I just don't get what's the big deal about him besides that. I don't get it, you know what I mean? So, anyway, that's I just threw that out there cuz I wanted to throw that out there. But um so he purchased Twitter and you know, so what? Who really cares what's on Twitter anyways? Only people who tweet, I guess. I don't um I don't tweet, so I don't know what's on Twitter. So I don't really um uh, you know, Twitter only becomes viable when it's constantly being accentuated in the news. You know, if you don't want to have something be viable as a form of communication, don't put it out there as a as a valid or a, a form of communication. If so-and-so is tweeting things, so what? Who cares? Let it go. You know what I mean? That's what I say. And then you just don't make it that big again. It's not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, I'll tell you, maybe we all need a little bit of that cannabis. I don't do it. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know. Cup of coffee, that's me. Cup of coffee, big chocolate, cup of coffee and a Diet Coke. That's what I got going for me these days. But it's a, it's a real, you know, uh, interesting, interesting. Oh, it's always, an, you know, it's always an interesting time. It's always, boy, this is a unique, there's no such thing. This is a really, this is a really a unique time in our history. Every period's a unique time in our history. And who is it our history? In our history when it's good, when our history is bad, it's always a unique time in our history. You know, revolution was a unique time in our history. The Civil War was a unique time in our history. World War II was a one one, one two was a world war. You know, those were unique times in our civil rights. All these things are unique periods in our history. The question is, does the history continue to grow and build? Or does it go backwards and backwards and backwards? Retro history. You know what I mean? Do we learn anything from it? I don't know. Hey, I got to enjoy my Doritos. but Hey, Bobby. Bob, what you doing, man? I don't know. I went to the game, man. I had my cannabis. And now there's nothing like sitting around with the guys, watching a football game, having our cannabis, digging into those Doritos, man. I think Taco Bell probably qualifies as a munchie food, too. I think Taco Bell's a Kentucky Fried Chicken has to be a munchy food, although that, that's greasy. Um, Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's has to be. All fit, McDonald's, Burger King, they all got to be munchie food. So I think they could probably benefit from this as well, um, as, along with Doritos and the Fritos and all those other types of products. I think they could go along. What do you think, Jungle Jim? I hear you're playing. You think it's time for me to get out of here. You're playing that mu- Play that funky music, Jungle Jim. This is Tim This is failing up. That's Jungle Jim. Bye-bye.